what up? It's your boy Owen JJ Stone, aka O Doctor. Welcome to the first episode of IQMZ Tech. Uh, today is the 27th. It's a Wednesday. Gonna talk about some fun tech from the week. Not getting everything crazy, but some some stuff that might be crazy to you, somebody else. Uh, I'm joined today by I mean I mean he's like the voice of the angels, uh, Ryan Matthew Pearson. Say what's up to the people, Ryan. What's up to the people? How you been? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, if anyone doesn't like any of the stories, you can always email Ryan at Ryan at IQMZ.com because the stories are all on Ryan. And now I'm going to put the blame <laughs> on him for this first episode. So if you have any problems, just email him and tell him, step your game up. Since you can't, <laughs> you, you can't see him, so they're not going to find you in the streets. You know what I mean? They're just going to have to find you. It's or, all my fault. Right? It's all my fault. We'll, we'll shout out your Twitter at the end so they make it to the end and they can come tweet at you too. Uh, what's the first story we got on deck? Man, okay. In August, August 10th, this is after Equifax found out about that big breach where over 100 million people's identities uh, were leaked out into the world. And before they announced it to the world, Equifax bought a company called ID Watchdog. Now, this is a uh, identity theft protection company that makes money off of people that are scared their identities have been stolen. And they bought this company for $63 million and sent out a press release in August. And they thought it, they were going under the radar with it. But recently on Reddit, it blew up uh, when people found out that Equifax bought a company that would allow them to profit off of this big breach that happened. And it, it, to me, it, it sounds real fishy, uh, real suspect. I don't know about you, Owen. What do you think? So I was on Twitter when this story broke and we were talking about it. And uh, Father Padre was saying about how you could go in, you could sign up to protect yourself and get alerts and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, so I'm supposed to sign up with a company that lost my information, fill out their form so I could be alerted of fraud? Like, I'm going to trust them again? Because what if I wasn't compromised? Now I got to go in and, and resubmit my information. That's insane. And again, thinking about how they're going to profit off of it because then they could charge you $10 a month for a fraud alert and all this kind of stuff. Then you find out this. This isn't kind of fishy. This is the kind of scary. This is insane. This is, this is something that heads should roll for because at the end of the day, they hid the fact that they had been breached and they tried to delay the information getting out while they were doing this. So before they uh, before, didn't stockholders get to sell off shares and things like that, wasn't that going on? I believe so. I believe at least two executives got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, if I remember correctly. So that's only the ones we know of. So they were they were counter counteracting the negative before anyone else knew, capitalizing on that moment. And now this. So at at what point does their credit? I don't even know what that is because I'm not smart enough to know about credit at that level. But the fact that these people are just given social security numbers at birth, they just know everybody's information. They're one of the how come how does this company not get shut down is the, the thing I need to know at this point, because it's insane. Like, it, it sounds like a movie. It sounds like a lifetime movie. Like people just out here scamming. And these are the people that handle your credit. They have they owned your whole being they could they're being fraudulent out of all the things with credit card stuff you spend your whole day trying to protect yourself from fraud and we got chips and credit cards now i'm trying to give out we got all these chips you gotta do all you know you got a stupid stupid thing in now you gotta do all this stuff to protect yourself and these are the criminals you really got to worry about negligent fraudulent 
it's insane. I guess more than a little fishy, right? It, more than a little fishy, and this is in addition to a week ago, Equifax tweeted out a link to a phishing site and said, if you want to uh, protect yourself, go to this website. And they sent it to three different customers on Twitter as a reply. And it was to a phishing site, a fake website. And I don't know how they got the link, but they were transmitted out uh, out to the world. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see? I just already shut down because, again, they're given so much power. I don't know what we as citizens can do besides a class. I know there's got to be a class action suit coming now, um, but that's insane. Again, who, how how does this company just be given so much power and no one's checking on them and, and followed up with them? If they're sending out links to phishing sites, who, who are they reporting to? Who, who's going to help you when you find out that your information has been compromised? Who's supposed to help you? I don't understand. Like, I, I it's insane. That's insane. That's yeah, insane. Well, I mean, this this company has has fumbled on all accounts. I mean, the person that was in charge of cybersecurity for them had a, a degree in, I believe, liberal arts or something like That's music or was. something like we, that. Yes, music, liberal arts, <laughs> music major. And I'm like, what? 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 Again, I don't know what you, they put in their application that they did for a living, but somebody lied on their resume because that. Again, everything they did top to bottom makes no sense. And this is a company that is just given your information. Everyone needs to be fired. A new, another company, Trans Union, whatever, one of them needs to branch off and split off and pick up the slack of Equifax. Equifax needs to be gone as far as I'm concerned. I, and I know that's a major thing, but at this point, what level should someone be tr should have trust in them for? What level? Top to bottom. You can't even tweet people directly to help them with their situation. You're messing up at that level, customer to customer. After all this. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Well, that, that company definitely needs to be uh, restaffed from the ground up. And I don't know anybody that in their right mind that would look at Equifax and go, man, I can't wait to call them up and give them my information and find out what, what they have for me. Because, uh, man, no. <laughs> I need <laughs> That I, company is is done for in my book we need to look that up I, I i gotta find out how that company just is given so much power and responsibility because there's three creditors right you know what i mean and you know whenever you go get a car or do anything they check the three and they either give you an average or some prefer other ones over other ones like i'm like hey go check my trans union they're like nah b but i'm like look i'm like a 720 on trans union they're like mm, we don't mess with them so i, I just want to know how these companies get this power how they how they're granted this information because they already have your information. It's not like you give it to them. It's not like you sign up and say, hey, here, I want to be with this creditor or that creditor. They already have your information to run. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust them to make a burger for me right now <laughs> uh, the way that they're running. Yeah. So I didn't know about that. The, the, the God, and I hate even saying this. The government needs to step in and do something at this point. They, they've been breached at all levels. They're, they're failing at all levels. Something has to change and has to change ASAP. Uh, what's the next story? Well, Twitter uh, now supports 280 characters per tweet, and this is a this is a rollout that's been expected for years. Uh, Twitter's been talking about uh, reducing the amount of of characters that an image costs you or a, a hashtag, and they just basically rolled out overnight. 280 characters is what you have, so that doubles 
the amount of characters you have to make a message on Twitter. They believe it'll allow you to have more room to complete a thought and it'll reduce the number of posts where you put that little slash in a number and you have like four posts to finish an idea. Uh, but it's gotten mixed reviews. So a lot of Twitter users are up in arms. They don't like it. They liked the the imposed uh, restrictions of 140 characters. Uh, I don't know. Where do you stand on the fence? First of all, I saw this um, because someone had put on Facebook, so you're going to give Trump 280 characters, and why would you do that? And I'm thinking, well, my first comment was, more rope to hang yourself. So let him go ahead and have more space. I I appreciate more space. I feel like Twitter needs to grow in some respects. And especially when there's catastrophes and things going on like we're having right now, disseminating information, it's easier than having the broken up tweets. I know traditionalists, it's just like the old grandpa got off my lawn. Your rap music sucks now. All those kind of thoughts and processes from people are going to come through. But I actually like this. I actually like the fact that, I mean, my English is spoken word anyway. So I type the way I speak, which is horrible half the time and things are wrong. But at least now I don't have to like chip off words and chip off fragments of a sentence just to make it fit to get my point across because I hate doing the slash thing. So I always try to like cram it and phrase it into that one tweet. So I think this is a good thing. I don't think it should ever expand beyond this. I think this gives you a good paragraph or two. And I think it's great. I still don't like that the way they do the app mentions now, but I think this is great. What do you think? Yeah, on my side, I do a lot of marketing uh, for for some small businesses, and I can really run out of space with that 140-character limit. Uh, whenever I'm talking about a product and I want to list a few features of it, I, I, I'm usually cut off, and I have to abbreviate words and all of that. So I can see an advantage to it from a business point of view, but from a personal point of view – uh, when I look at my news feed, it's going to be a lot harder to follow when, you know, one post is is twice as big as it used to be. And I like being able to just glance and see, you know, 10 tweets at once and now I'll only be able to see five. Uh, however, on the other side of that, there is one humorous take on this is now we have room for forum signatures. You remember those forum signatures from the 90s and early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Now you can have those on Twitter because you got enough characters for it. You think that's going to be a thing? You think that's going to pop off? I'm already starting to see it in my in my feed. There's people that are already making those jokes, and and it, I think it'll catch on. Um, I mean, when you said about the timeline thing, I guess I'm already pre-programmed by Instagram and Facebook now to only get one post in my line of view. So if it gets taken down to three posts, I'm still getting more on my phone than I was with any other social platform. So yeah, it sucks. But I mean, and now Twitter does the, what you missed in the back time and you know, they replay stuff from a day ago or whatever it's things that were popular and highlighted from people. So I get that. Like that made me like eh, a little bit, but then when I think about it, every other platform has me programmed to look at and focus on one post at a time mobily. And that's with a seven plus. I don't know how, what, what size phone are you uh, rocking? I have the 8 Plus, okay. uh, the Samsung. Uh, yeah. I love this phone. Yeah, it's, it's a, beautiful. It's a, it's a great phone. Some good futuristic technology in it with a fingerprint reader. 
that's neither here nor there. Um, so <laughs> you have a lot of real estate, so you'll you'll get at least four posts out, and not everybody's going to use that character limit just to fill it. I, I that's what I hope. I hope people just don't go frivolously willy nilly typing extra stuff just to type extra stuff. Uh, well, I mean, an extra hundred and forty characters of of hashtags and and sorry not sorrys and all that. Man, that could get annoying fast. Okay, you're right. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it could get Instagrammy with the hashtags. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, eh, I think it's a good thing. We're going to find out. We're going to see. But I think it's a good thing. I'm not super upset about that. I'm happy about it. I've wanted it to happen for a long time. I, I thought that at some point they were going to just say, hey, we're going to jump up to 280, but for the next three months we're going to just do uh, 40 here, 40 there. 40 here, 40 there to add it up to be an extra 140. But they're doing it the opposite way. They're only rolling out to certain people, which the president should be the last person to get 280 characters. What do you think about that? I totally agree. I think he should be limited to five characters. <laughs> right? Uh, people, a lot of people, I see a lot of people tweet, you know, that he is threatening nations, threatening people, being a bully, and they're like, isn't this against the violation of Twitter? Like, people really want him off of Twitter in general. My thing is, I need to see the crazy. So keep letting him tweet so I know where he's at and I know what's going on. Like, I need to, if I need to duck from like a nuclear war or something like that, I need to, hey, he tweeted yesterday, okay, we're about to get bombed. Like, I need to know what's going on. So that's that. What's, uh, what else you got on deck? What's the next story? Well, Amazon today unveiled a new line of Echo devices. They they put up a whole new generation. In fact, the second generation Echo costs less than the first generation, and it features cloth and wood finishes. Uh, The original Echo, that that big tube Pringles can design, it's been rebranded to the Echo Plus, and it has a, a better speaker, and it has a smart home device hub. There's also the Echo Dot, which has been replaced by the Echo Spot, which... You know, I mean, that, that, I don't know why they can't just keep the names the way they were, uh, but it adds a small screen to the tiny little round device. And there's also the Echo buttons. Now, this will make you laugh. These buttons are basically buzzers that allow you to play game shows in your home. So you have like a red button and a blue button, and you and your friends can sit around and hit the buzzer and answer tri- trivia questions and, and do all that boring stuff. Uh, now with the power of Amazon. Okay. You're right. It's not even going to make me laugh. No one's doing that button thing. No one's doing a buzzer game show. Uh, PlayStation just released something where you could play trivia with the family via the PlayStation. I don't know what's going on with trivia right now. I guess they're trying to bring families together. But at least the PlayStation, you have a main screen and everybody gets to use their device. So the kids get there with a tablet, you use your phone, and then the trivia question pops up. You're all linked together and you get to answer it. I'm not sitting around playing a Family Feud with, <laughs> with Amazon <laughs> trying to answer some trivia with no screen and just listening to the question like, oh, could you repeat that? Uh, repeat that. Uh, repeat that. Like, I'm not. Oh, whoa. So, uh, you have to say echo. That's um, right. Let's, let's I got to say echo. You're going to you're going to you're going to edit that out anyway. But just just from you to me, from me to you, from us to them. So then we don't get killed in the street. So we have pitchforks in our front yards if we keep doing that. You know, um, it might be humorous if I bleep every time we say yeah, let's bleep instead it. of edit it. Let's bleep it. That's how you do it. You bleep it. That's how you do it. Um, and leave this in, too, so they know what we talk about when we bleeping. But 
Because I right I, after I say this, add, uh, add fifty <laughs> gallons of lube to my shopping cart. Yeah, definitely. Uh, edit that out. Just edit out the Alexa part. You can get the lube. The lube is good. Stop having me say that. We can't say it no more. It's a horrible thing. Um, the rest <laughs> of the lineup, the they're trying to compete with the fashion of the Google Home. Now, the Google Home looks like a little Glade air freshener, but it is nice. It does like blend into things. If you especially have a white home, uh, they have the and then they had the the dots that had the covers on them. You could put on them that have blue and different colors like that. So I like the way this new one looks. Uh, I think it blends in better. I'm a huge fan of gray. Um, the the plus version. I don't like that one at all. It just looks weird. But uh, the better microphones might help. Uh, my friend has the he, he uses uh, uh, Amazon Echoes everywhere and he uses the portable one, which I find to be the best one because if you take it a few places, you get signed in. You know, he's taking a list of the radio here, he's taking it to work. You know, he could just do whatever he wants to do, so that's nice. Um, it's a good lineup besides those spot button things because that's just Echo Buttons is stupid. And you're right. Changing from spot to dot is useless, and they shouldn't do that. Uh, messes up with their branding, and they just need to stick to it. But overall, you know, I think it's good. The only thing I will say is that the Google Home did come out with a really cool commercial the other day because they have, I guess they have Google, Vo- uh, Google Voice set up through the devices so they can make phone calls, which the Echoes, as far as I'm concerned, cannot do that on their own. I know what what irritates me about the whole thing is I have a Windows machine. It has Cortana. I have a Mac. It has Siri. My phone has Siri. My phone has Hey Google. It has Hey It has It has all these. There's all these things in my house. So if I'm in my living room and I say anything, one of these devices is going to mistakenly think I called its name and is going to reply to me. And all day long, uh, the the South Park episode that aired recently where they intentionally triggered everyone that was watching's devices that kind of stuff goes on all the time when i'm watching tv with my wife we're just sitting there and all of a sudden uh amazon my amazon thing has to pipe up and say i'm sorry i don't understand you i've tried all of them out but i personally don't have anything in my home um the only thing i use is siri on my phone and it's the worst of all of them um i gotta try and tweak myself and use a cortana now that i'm back on windows but you're right it is becoming outlandish and excessive and the real problem is is that none of them are great i personally find google home gives you the best information when asking questions and you're looking to find things but amazon connected to amazon allows me to buy anything i want with the sound of my voice so you're right there's too many options and none of them are great but whoever wins this war whoever makes the best digital assistant and Bixby has a lot of promise to it. I know it's glitchy right now. It's still in beta for them. But whoever finds the way to have a digital assistant is going to win the future. And right now, Apple is way behind on that. Way behind. Everyone else is light years ahead. Every time you ask Siri something, it's putting up a, a Wolfopedia or Wolf, Wolf, Wolfenstein uh, page for you. It's horrible. It's abysmal. And it's useless. And- Apple just switched. They used to have Bing for all their searches through Siri, and now they use Google. So Apple just made that switch to try to make life a little bit easier. And if you're a tinfoil hat wearer, which I know a lot of people are, you have all these things that are actively listening all the time in your home. And, man, 
you know, that 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 can invite some controversy. I think they had a murder once that got solved because they were able to go back in time on their Google Home or uh, that was in the room at the time and hear the murder take place. That was one of the funnier things I saw. A meme it was like uh, 1979. People wearing tinfoil hats and they're like, I can't talk on the phone. They might be wiretapping me. 2016. <laughs> hey, NSA, we're going to wiretap ourselves for you. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, that I, And I am, you know, cautious about things. That's why I don't have one of those devices. I'm not lazy. I have a fully automated home, my lights and all those kind of things. Uh, but I can just go into the app, turn the light on, turn the light off, change the color. I don't need to say, oh, turn the light on, turn the light. I don't need to do that. I'm just, I, I again, until I know where stuff's going, I even have my phone turned off with most things uh, for my microphone. And it is annoying that I got to go in and they, when I want to use it, turn the microphone on. But I just remind myself that hey, I watch Jason Bourne. They be turning phones on from satellites, man. I can't trust nobody. I mean, <laughs> the technology is real. They can do whatever they want. I'm, I mean, you know, you never know. I might have to murder somebody one day and I'm not trying to get caught up by technology when it happens. That's all. You know, speak, speaking of things that give me the heebie-jeebies, can we talk about Walmart yeah. and their plans to deliver food directly to your fridge while you're at work? Now, somehow this has slipped by your radar. This did. I didn't hear this, about it until this, a few minutes ago. This slipped by your radar. So uh, go ahead and tell people a little bit more about the generalists of how it works. All right. So from my understanding here, uh, if you don't have anything in your fridge that you want to eat, you're busy at work. You don't want to go to the grocery store on your way home. Walmart will actually bring the groceries to you. Walk into your house, walk up to your fridge, and place the groceries in your fridge. And they they say that it'll be nice and secure because you'll have cameras. They'll have their own little code at your front door that they'll punch in so they don't have to have a key. And it'll be nice and safe and secure. But in my mind, this is Walmart. They're not paying their people enough, to be honest. So this is also paired with the company August Home, which <clears throat> I only have one friend that uses that, and it worked great for the first month. And afterwards, the lock just wasn't working properly. Uh, basically, via your phone or um, if you have one with the passcode, it's just basically an unlocking door. You know, you can say, oh, my house cleaner is coming in from nine to seven. You don't have to leave McKinney anywhere. They just call you and say that they're there. You press a button. It unlocks a door. They go in. Uh, it alerts you when a door opens and closes again. You lock the door. Boom, boom, boom. Easy peasy, right? But to your point of what you just said, it's Walmart. They, not, they don't pay their people enough to do a good job of things. And if you have money to pay for this service, which is going to be a premium service, you should have an assistant at that point. At, at what point does saying, oh, there's going to be a camera on my fridge to make sure that they don't what? Steal my lasagna? You better have cameras all over your house. Having <laughs> a camera on your fridge, whoop-de-doo. Secondly, people's fridges are nasty. People's fridges are full. People's fridges are just fridges. It's not all like you see on TV where everything's perfectly pristine and you expect somebody just to put your stuff away. And, you know, you were saying something about um, your wife getting mad at you about not putting things where they're supposed to be. Yeah, I might as well sleep on the couch. Imagine if somebody from Walmart that doesn't know our fridge, doesn't know her organizational structure, you know, puts the butter in the wrong place. I feel like if she was paying for this service, she would have a better temperament towards the stuff being just placed on the shelves. She's like, oh. 
I didn't have to stop at the grocery store today. I came home. The stuff's in the fridge. Now, all I have to do is move it into the place that I want it. I didn't have to stand in line at Walmart. I didn't have to be a people of Walmart uh, picture in the background. I don't have to. I don't have to deal with the cashier. All I had to do was come home and move the butter to the buttered tray dish. I think she might be fine with that if it took out all those other things. The issue is, again, how much does it cost? Uh, these employees, are they getting paid a, a delivery, a carrier system? Are they getting paid better where they're going to be happy to do the job? That's one thing about, you know, I went to Chick-fil-A today, and I know about the, the gays and the protests and all the anti-stuff they do. But they also just, everybody's so nice. And they only hire nice people. They only keep nice people working there. And everybody's overly nice, and it makes you sick. That's the kind of people Walmart needs to hire and pay well to put food in a fridge and have it be successful. You need to have them, like, thumbs up and dancing while they're putting your butter on the shelf for it to work out. So people feel, oh, that was nice. Somebody came in, you know what I mean? It feels like a little luxury for people that they have their own personal shopper. That being said, you can't get a lot of quality, healthy food from Walmart either. So there's that. And here's another thing. We live in a very litigious society. And if somebody were to slip and fall on my kitchen floor, who's responsible for that? Oh, okay. Another can of worms. You right. You right. What if something happens to my slips and falls? What if something happens to my slips and falls? What if something happens if they slip and fall and you're not watching them on camera to see what happens? Because you're like, oh, that's Bob. He delivers me every week. And Bob has a heart attack in my kitchen. And I come home from work and Bob's laying in my floor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, suddenly I'm buying Bob a new car with my with my mortgage. Walmart's got to cover the insurance on that. They have to take the rider on that. It, that has to be part of their deal. That that sounds crazy. But that is a very good point. The logistics of that is a very good point. Um, I guess we're going to find out more about it. But again, uh, you, you'll be running a video on the overlay so people can see it. But they make it seem like it's just the next best, best thing. I mean, I'd almost prefer forget the groceries. Just how cool is that? Like when you order like the two-day because they give you free two-day shipping. You just order your stuff, and somebody just drops your stuff off in the house. So it's not sitting out on the porch, because I've had stuff stolen, you know what I mean, from Amazon, from it being outside, because they just dropped your stuff. What if they just came in and dropped your stuff off? Why has it got to be them going all the way to your fridge? Like, what? that could have been part of the selling point, but you could have just said, hey, you order your stuff, we drop your stuff off in your house, and you're good to go. So, I don't know. We'll see how that's going to work out. How do you think it's going to fare in the end? Do you think it's going to be a thing? I don't know. It's kind of iffy. Maybe in the really rich neighborhoods where people have the kind of money for this and don't really, you know, care if if something if a carton of eggs goes missing in their house, that's then maybe even, it won't be a big thing. But I don't know. My neck of the woods, that's not happening. Not here. Even in the rich neighborhoods, I'm thinking you have an assistant. Hire an assistant for that. That's all you need to do. That's that's what you should do. But I guess we're gonna find out uh, how that rolls. I think that's it for today, right? We're good. That's pretty much it. Woo, we kept it nice and tidy. So let's just talk to people for a second. Uh, the reason uh, Ryan has the voice of the angels, he's not on camera with me. He's got a baby. He's got stuff to do. He's frazzled half the day. He's out here working, uh, uh, living the dream. So that's why he's like just the heir apparent in your ear. Uh, so that's cool, right? Like you like you like just popping in and, and telling me that I'm wrong about stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Trust me. Um secondly probably keep the show half hour 45 minutes and uh for right now we're just gonna start off doing one a week yes yes um 
Ryan at IQMZ.com. You got any uh, stuff you want to talk about? He, he's going to handle all that because I'm just over here looking pretty. Uh, I'm, not, I'm failing at that right now, but I'm trying my best. Leave me alone. I'm doing what I can. Um, and, yeah, tech news every week from two guys who know everything about tech. We know everything. So if you come and check with us, uh, usually I might yell, and sometimes I might yell at Ryan, and sometimes Ryan might yell at me. When he yells at me, it's funny. Because obviously, like, who you think you're talking to? I'm about to choke you out. And then it can't do it because it's the internet. So I'll be email thugging. But it's all good. Uh, tell people where they can find you at, Ryan. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Pearson Tech. Uh, you can also, of course, reach me at Ryan at IQMZ.com in the email. And I'm your boy with Jay Stone, aka Doctor. You can find me on the internet as O Doctor. Um, and if you like this show, we have a Patreon. It's Patreon. Uh, dot com slash iqmz throw us a dollar or two if we i'm gonna put a rewards up for that because if we get some money coming in maybe we'll do more shows a week than just one and then we can have more fun and you can listen to us some regular guys that's the thing we're outside of the bubble we're we're both family guys we we love technology we use technology and we see how other people use it but we're not blinded by the bubble that some of our uh some of the tech people are in the industry so we're, we're free of that uh, burden so that's great and uh, I guess that's it we'll see you next week on Wednesday and we're out <laughs> <laughs>